Hello and welcome to Rush Jet Radio, a full franchise Mega Man retrospective podcast. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Curly. Hello, I'm Curly. Are you feeling the heat? Of the fires of hell? Yes. Or the sun? Yeah. And also the sun, it's ridiculously hot. Well, so actually, no, it's very temperate now, but in the last like week it's been really hot here, which is like normal hot in countries that have air conditioning but because the buildings here are all terrible you just bake in your like shitty converted racism factory from the victorian era gotta get out of the racism factory and yet (laughs) here we are um we watched some more mega man we did i had a really good time watching mega man i because you know we're doing this podcast less often now so I, I go longer in between watching the show and when I do I'm like this show's good <laughs> I have some issues with some of the plot points from this batch there was a pronounced moment where I went from really really enjoying myself to really not enjoying myself in about two seconds so was it in the th- Episode 12, perhaps? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, it <laughs> was. I had a. Vi- I think my f- favorite moment was from 14, but we'll get there. Yes, I think I. Uh, yeah. I mean, I honestly, honestly, I thought there were a lot of great moments in these episodes, but uh, anyway, we'll get to them. So. Episode 11 is called Invisible Enemy. Episode 11 <laughs> is called <laughs> Invisible Enemy or Skull Mania. Uh, it's, it was the eighth episode in the dub. So we're at, we're at the M1 Grand Prix still? Yes. And uh, this episode starts with a flashback of what happened previously. When Dex and Gutsman do easily defeat Green Man in 30 seconds. And <laughs> yeah. Chod and Proto Man, not Blues, uh, beat their opponent in under 12 seconds. Yeah. This is the one I watched the other day, so I'm, I'm, I'm reaching. I'm looking at this. Okay, story. okay. Um, so it starts off with Iceman. And Tori? Yeah, yeah. They call him Toru, but yeah. He looks weird in the video game, huh? He's just like, he's generic in the video game, I believe. He's just like a, because the the operator is is the doctor. He looks like a Simpson. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what the, the generic kids npcs look like they give they give them like vague faces that have none of the detail of the rest of the anime characters to show that they're not important it's just two eyes and a big sideways butt yeah yeah that's that's them yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's because as well because his dad is like like haggard and run down you know like he's under 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 pressure from the world free and his his son is just like not a person. <laughs> There's no humanity. It's like a homunculus. So it's he's Ice... fighting. He's fighting Breakman. Iceman is fighting Breakman, who has no relation to Breakman from Mega Man Three. Uh, 
You mean Rocket Man. Yeah, Rocket Man, that's right. Rocket Who has Man. 32 rockets. He has exactly 32. And he uses them all, like, immediately. <laughs> and then loses. Yes. He gets frozen. Uh, and then... Uh, right, this is the fortune-telling one. So... Yeah. Uh, Miyu, the fortune-teller, is watching with... Uh, Lan. Um... And she predicts exactly how long the match will last. And then Lan says, don't worry, Toru will win. She's like, I know. And then he does. And he's like, whoa, how did you predict that? And then she predicts it will rain. And the weather forecast said it wouldn't rain, but it does. It does. Uh, fucking Higsby. <laughs> Higsby walks up and gives Lan a handful of mini bomb chips battle chips yeah this happens like i I can't remember if it happens because it definitely happens in episode 14 but it happens as in this episode and i think maybe it happens in one of the two intermediate episodes as well where someone gets given something and is like i I can't think of any use for this and then (laughs) the climax of the episode is them thinking of a use for it yeah, because it's the long sword in episode fourteen, and also, I think Yai gives yeah right. Mail she gives a, a special chip, chip well. to yeah yeah. That's correct. Anyway, uh, Lan is like, ah, oh, these aren't even rare. Fuck this shit. And then what the? F- I cannot with these English names. Yahoot. Uh, <laughs> shows up and uh, tells Mr. Match, Count Zap, and Maddie that Mega Man uh, is might lose. Who the fuck is Ribida? Uh, the announcer. Oh, Kero. okay, okay. Right, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the 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 commentator. Uh, um, I'm just. I w- I went into work at 4 a.m. today, so I'm a little bit slow. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. It it sucks that I have like a 1,200 word summary for every episode, so I'm trying to like pick the sentences. Yeah, yeah. That matter. Um. Anyway, um. So, like, so the main thrust of this episode is, uh, so, like, they, they, Lan and, like, multiple times, Miyuki predicts the future and it comes true. And then she is Lan's first round opponent and she predicts that he'll lose within five minutes. And then they fight and Skullman is strong. Like, he recognizes Skullman because they saw Skullman defeat Numberman in the last episode. And, like, Number Man, like, again, it happens again in the next episode where Number Man just gets owned by someone to show that they're stronger than you thought, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, so yeah, Mega Man has to fight Skull Man, and, uh, you know, he's he can read all of their movements because Miyuki can see the future. Yeah. Um, and then, in the end, uh, he pulls a trick with the mini bombs to surprise Skullman, and 
then the other opponent quits. And yeah, Miyuki's like, all right, I'm satisfied. I'm out. <laughs> and, and nobody brings this up, even like the commentators or if there's a referee. There's, it's just like, oh, it's over. You won. Well, because it's like, I I think it sort of makes sense because, I, I don't know, I got from the, so in the next, it, sorry, so in, the, in episode 13, when he's fighting Fireman, he cuts Fireman in half and Match logs him out before he can be destroyed by that. So mm. I assume that logging out to prevent your Navi being deleted is like losing. Okay. That's what I got from this. And that, you know. That makes sense. Um, and then it becomes like a sort of minor plot point for the next few episodes uh, that, that, that uh, Shord saw that happen and was like, you didn't actually win, you know. And Lan's like, yeah. huh? <laughs> and then anyway, um, Mr. Match is pleased because he'll get to fight Mega Man. We got some uh, some real fucking high quality shonen tournament arc shit here. Where during the fight, when we are sort of you know establishing with the various uh, cuts and angles that Skull Man can read all of your movements and he's moving too fast and Mega Man's getting outpaced and stuff. That description is happening as a single run on sentence being said by four different people in completely different parts of the stadium, which is great. I love mm-hmm. anime. Love anime. Um, Speaking of loving anime, uh, just uh, just another thing that I like in these episodes, it happens throughout the, these four episodes, is uh, Miyuki and Sal meeting at various places, just randomly. like randomly and like looking like past each other and sort of talking ominously about the what the you know the Secret Service want and how Lan has enormous potential and how that you know they're trying to stop the world through and all that stuff just the I, I like i'm set up to enjoy a lot the interplay between those two characters and i think they actually have quite a lot of fun with it in these episodes they can't interfere they want to interfere when cheating starts happening but until there's an actual virus attack they're not allowed to jump in yeah exactly they they mention like only be like they know that the world three are the world three, but because they because they committed all their crimes online, they, they can't do anything. <laughs> uh, um, episode twelve is called Wacky Madness and Blazing Battles Part One, or Clash Pink Spark. Um. So this episode is... There's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, it's very, very weirdly paced, just in general. Like, around the middle, when... Uh, actually, you should describe what happens in the episode before I talk about that. So it's split into two fights. They have two fights at the same time in this tournament. And the same commentator has to give commentary for both <laughs> fights. Um, yeah. So... We start with... Male and Yai in a store, and Maddie comes in and starts. Uh, insulting <laughs> well, Male 
And then Mail and Yai start insulting Maddie, and it's all like, oh, you've got no boobs. Oh, you wear too much makeup. It's Yeah, right. So until that exact point, I was like, this is hilarious. This is really funny. And then Ms. Mad is like, you've got small boobs. Like, she's 13. <laughs> what the fuck? And... No, there's no way you're 23 with how much makeup you wear. Yeah, so this this episode says loud and proud, says with its chest that women be shopping. And, like, it, it goes in real hard on that. Like, <laughs> people are constantly talking about how it's the first girl-on-girl net battle. Like, this is a, this is a women's match. You have to see... It, it, it. <laughs> It's it's bad, mm-hmm. which is a shame because until it's bad, it's very good and funny. But then it becomes bad and isn't good anymore. Um. Meanwhile, Lan is fighting against Mister Match, and they seem to be an even match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they seem to be pretty equal in the fight at first. Um, yeah, they're like the uh, they're they're pretty like solidly B plot for this episode, right? Like it's I, weird it, because this is theoretically, according to the dub titling, a two parter, but the Mega Man Fireman stuff just kind of spins its wheels in this episode and actually yeah. happens in the next one to the point right, where it's yeah. like you really couldn't stretch the other plot to a full episode. Like, that's the other thing. Like, it feels like they could have if they'd just given it more focus, but instead we end up sort of, like, confusingly going back and forth between these two things while they're both, like, in the thick of it. Like, what really threw me off about this episode was that the flow of both fights seems to happen entirely off-camera. Like, you move... So, like, we switch from the fight between Mail and Color Man to the fight with Mega Man and Fire Man, and... Mega Man's already solved the thing that was giving him trouble when we cut away from him last, and then they spin their wheels. And then when we cut back to Mail and Color Man, Mail is winning when before she was losing. Like, it's it's very weird. It's kind of hard to follow. <laughs> and like if this if that's just how both fights went, I would understand we're saving time. This is not really an important round necessarily. We're like giving some quick character moments and moving through. But no, this is like we're going to get another 20 minutes of Mega Man and Fireman fighting next week. Yeah. So you end up giving, like, an episode and a half to a one-episode fight and half an episode to a one-episode fight, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, we do get a new uh, contestant in the tournament. Uh, oh, you mean Commander Beef? Commander Beef. <laughs> He's from. He's come from the planet Beef. Yes. <laughs> like, Let me see. I took a screenshot. I took a screenshot. It's so good. So he says, "I am Commander Beef, and I have come from the planet Beef to fight for justice." <laughs> I fucking love Commander Beef. <laughs> he's got a just. It's Masa with a helmet and the. Uh, is the shades the the visor is built into the helmet? Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it like to throw people off? Like 
Commander Beef couldn't possibly be a guy obsessed with fish. No, especially not when his helmet is a fish. Or when his navi is shark man. Yeah, maybe or not. Or when actually. he says eat your calcium <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> I, I I just I found this so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good. This is I think this is like I don't know, one of the strengths of this show is that because it like because it does so much more with intentionality, it means that the like stupid stuff does just land much much more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just scrolling down have to this is the kind of show where you just have to scroll down and read Land Jackson Mega Man. He sure does. Uh, Wacko Man, hijinks, uh, most of the, the sort of things happening here is that Maddie is cheating by shining a bright light (laughs) in male's eyes. I am complete, like, between this and the episode 14, I don't really, the moment to moment fight seems pretty automated. (laughs) Yeah, well, like, I mean, people. Yeah. And so outside that- of using battleships, why would putting a bright light in y- your opponent's eye necessarily mean that your navi becomes helpless in that moment? Yeah, that there definitely seems to be a thing where the only actual <laughs> the only actual function that the operator serves is uh well it's like it's like Pokemon, right? Like mm-hmm. Ash calls out the moves, but uh, uh, like he he also tells Pikachu when to move sometimes, you know? Like, I don't <laughs> sometimes know. Sometimes he has to say, Pikachu, dodge it! Exactly. Don't get hit by the attack that will damage you, Pikachu. Thanks, Avoid Ash. getting hit and instead hit them. Yeah. Focus on dealing damage instead of taking it. Um. So that's just a weird, like, artifact of the... For both of these, really, for both of those shows, the weird artifact of video game into anime (laughs) it doesn't really get papered over very well yeah and also like you know uh, because this game relies sorry this this, uh, show relies a lot on the sort of internality and humanity I guess of the net navvies right whereas like that is present in the in the game but it, it can like it can do the sort of sleight of hand thing where you just seamlessly go between controlling Lan and controlling Mega Man when it's Mm. relevant Um, then to counteract Maddie's cheating, (laughs) Yai moves behind her, behind male, so that when Maddie tries to get her to go away, it reflects off her forehead and blinds Maddie, knocking her to the ground. And this allowing- this got this got me so bad. I thought this was just <laughs> hilarious. And then uh, Mail is able to win. Uh, meanwhile, Mega Man and Fireman are trading punches. Yeah, some fucking some Dragon Ball Z shit was happening off camera. Like yeah. Mail wins the fight, and we cut away. And like the last what? time we saw this fight, there was like a big attack flash, and then Mega Man was actually standing right behind Fireman. Whoa. Yeah. Because Fireman, because we like the, we got that scene last time where the uh, the World Three Navies have all been upgraded now, 
Whereas, and he was gloating about how we've been upgraded now, we're stronger now, you've been resting on your laurels. And then Mega Man, like, literally teleports behind him and says, I haven't been resting on my laurels. We've been practicing. (laughs) I guess this is... Okay, it is Fireman. It says Torchman in the in the dub, and I don't know why, because he is maybe just because Fireman. Of, maybe because a Fireman is something is already something. Hmm. Fireman, man. <laughs> but that would be Bubble Man, right? Hmm. Is Bubble Man meant made to combat fires? I mean, he certainly emits water. Hmm. I, would, I think he probably like, I think controls. The, I would argue that the main thing that a bubble is is the absence of water. If you think about it, that is true. I can't argue with that. Um, he was created for underwater combat, but a defect in his systems made him unable to walk on land. Only able to jump. Also, it says that when Wiley noticed this, he couldn't help but laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, I guess. (laughs) I fucked it up, idiot. You can't walk, you can only jump. (laughs) Check out Ah, this loser. This kills me every time. (laughs) Um, uh, Unlike the last one, I do have some trivia for this episode. Uh Uh-huh. While fighting Wacko Man, one of the people in the audience shouts, Rock and Roll! This may be a reference to Mega Man and Roll's <laughs> Japanese name. Fuck's sake. I forgot that, uh, fucking, uh. <laughs> Color Man gets his first opening on, on Roll by doing the, the one thing Color Man does, <laughs> where he, like, a giant orb hits you in the back of the head and you don't <laughs> notice until the last second. Uh also the uh the placement round that that Sharkman wins on the news broadcast, he kills a, a navi which looks suspiciously like Getter Robo, which was hmm. a fun thing. Wait, that you mean that's not in the trivia section? There's an actual reference to something else and it's not in the no, trivia that's section. The, that's the extent of the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh just I saw the sidebar on the wiki just now and I just wanted to uh issue a little bit of a uh, um, a statement, a formal statement from the podcast, because um, on August sixteenth, twenty twenty one, Rockman X Dive. Oh no! Will be here. Oh no! <laughs> so next episode, we will. Uh, I will. I will report back with what that's all about. I mean, it probably is it like that's not going to be in Europe, is it? Uh. Let's see. Japanese version was October 2020. Uh, early access for global version was oh, global. Okay. June. Global version is planned to be released in U- US, UK, Canada, and Ireland on August 16th. I don't Sweet. know. All right. I don't know what. I guess only the UK and Ireland, not the others. Because. Not all of Europe. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, right. English-speaking European nations. Oh, right. The global version, a.k.a. England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, August 16th. Um, hopefully it's not, like, 
hideously huge because I could barely fit alchemy stars on my phone. <laughs> That'll probably have to go to make room for Mega Man, unfortunately. I don't have any music on my phone right now, so I've got a lot of space. I just have no space. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of space taken up by stuff that I can't even find. I don't know what it is. I don't know. But, um... But yeah, Rock, Rockman X Dive. That, that thing that we've been talking about basically since the podcast started. I guess we'll yeah. be playing it. Unfortunately, we won't get, you know, Fur Coat Mega Man. Because that one's gone, but... Are they not going to, like, rerun all the promos? I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll no, let the, you know as and when it happens. Rockman X over. With the fur. Uh, is, that, is that, like, a different game? That's it's it. a different game. Okay, right. X over. Was it? Jackson's tweet, tweeted, like, some extremely horny Rockman X dive art the other day. Like, beach costumes for some of the X characters. I get, hmm. It was like intense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense because, like, if you were going to do horny Mega Man, like everyone's already wearing a bodysuit. Yeah, but what if instead of what if instead of being made of like blocky metal, they were in that they were in underwear? Okay. <laughs> Hang on, I'll I'll I'll, I'll find it. I'll, I'll post it so you can react to it. Okay. One moment, please. Uh. Oh god, it's so bad. I forgot how bad it was. Hit me. I'm hitting you. One second. There we go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> also, classic rollers there. <laughs> this is one of those where, like, <laughs> the boobs don't connect to the body on the sides. So it does look like an upside down heart, like, necklace. That she's wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like okay. it's like vacuum sealed. Like <laughs> it's so bad. What is her name in the middle? Is that Ivy? Uh her name is Leia. As in like layer of cake. <laughs> oh, layer. Yeah, that's, but that's I, I don't know. I guess it's like Ivy a from. D- yeah, that's layer. She's from uh X eight. Yeah. And her design is already extremely horny, even without the, uh, you know, even without the underwear. It's not that bad. Yes, it is. It it's, definitely is. It's just got a little underboob. And underwear. <laughs> I guess so. This is this is Batman level shit, though, in terms of the underwear, you know. No, I don't. I don't think it is. I think that's, I think it's doing something quite different to Batman. I think it's fine. This one. <laughs> oh, here's Layer in a wedding dress with. Uh, I guess that's Alia. 
I guess they are getting gay married. Oh, uh, maybe this game's woke. Maybe this game's based, actually. I mean, those titties are pretty woke. <laughs> That's a free how podcast does... title, I guess. <laughs> how does how does X X dive factor into our foot watch? <laughs> Is that part of the canon, or... I, I mean... <laughs> I'd forgotten about the foot watch. Um, I mean, it, it does, but because of when we're getting it, it's pretty inherently at the end of the timeline, right? Mm. Like, we have to find the genealogy of Rockman X Dive's feet. Well, I found... Well, I, I ha- we found feet, is what I'll say. You you, you found Rockman X Dive feet. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. Feet spotted. Feet detected. It's pretty hilarious to me that I was like, I saw some grotesquely horny Rockman X Dive art the other day, and you were like, oh yeah, here's some more of the same two characters. <laughs> is that all they have? <laughs> that must be just like popular characters, I guess. Are these the only Rockman X Dive characters that people jerk off to? I guess we'll find out when we play the game. That can't be the case. Yeah, I feel like that. Well, because this was the this was my contribution to the conversation is that my experience of horniness in Mega Man games is the unique way in which the Mega Man Zero games are horny, which is look at this lovingly designed giant insect robot. <laughs> See, I was expecting you to say like the X Zero Yaoi situation. Yeah, there's that too. There is that too. Um, which I have seen plenty of. There's a lot of that around. Like, a lot, yeah. a lot. <laughs> More than there is of, like, in X8, they all get girlfriends. They all get assigned <laughs> girlfriends by Capcom. They do. Uh, they and do. no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you want to talk about the end half of Wacky Madness and Blazing Battles, also known as Red Hot Net Battle. Wait, is that you mean the next episode? Or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant the second half of the previous episode. I was like, huh? But but no. Well, yeah, this is Wacky Madness and Blazing Battles Part Two. I see. Okay, fair enough. It's in my notes as mostly Fireman. So <laughs> yeah, there's not any Wacko Man in this one. Also, I think our subs changed font on this episode. Uh, I think it's the next one. Mm, I can't remember. (coughs) But uh, that that is true. Um, The other thing here is that... um, Oh, okay. I guess... No. So, Maddie is in this episode, but she's in the audience already. And she's watching this fight. Hmm. Regardless. Um, so. Oh yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even pick up on that. But yeah, she is totally in the <laughs> in the audience <laughs> for the fight. She's fighting. Immediately after she lost, she's fucking stomping on Count Zap's feet, which really got me for some reason. It's another another step of the foot watch. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Put it in the file. Oh, I filed it. <laughs> um, basically, the fight is still going, but then 
Torchman hacks into the arena. Which is powered by a solar farm. So he directs all of the solar farm power into Fireman, who uses the power of heat. Yeah. Um, the stadium opens up in a manner similar to the Cowboy Stadium in Texas. Um, and it, it starts to close and creates a sun in the hologram. Yeah. And this, much like... Okay, so, much like the last episode, a key part of the enemy's tactic is to shine a really bright light at the operator <laughs> of the net navi to hinder them in their operation. Also to make it, like, you know, swelteringly hot. Like, everyone in the audience is like, oh, it's really hot over here, so what must it be like over there? And Lan's, like, fucking passing out, trying to put battle chips in the pet. That's so true. This does not disqualify him or mean that he has lost the match. He just... <laughs> they just let it roll. <laughs> yeah, until until Mega Man's deleted or logs out. That's it. He's still going. I, um, I just... I love this. Like, I love that this... Uh, Ma- like round two match in this net battling Grand Prix has turned into like there's a miniature sun in the center of the <laughs> of the field and like one of the pu- fucking operators has passed out from dehydration and the the officials are like let it rock it's, it's fine whatever <laughs> completely random stakes and power levels like I you know fireman that- is that now has he keeps talking about how he has the power of the entire solar system. <laughs> I said let it roll. You said let it rock. Is that maybe a reference to... Ooh, it might be. It might be. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> what are their names? Sal and Miyu stand to do something about this attack. But then uh, Commander Beef <laughs> tells them to calm <laughs> down because the kids are going to fix it. And Dex and Tori and Yai are going to go jack in at the terminals outside and see if they can help out. And then, like, they do. They do? There's no, like... <laughs> like, the kids get up to go and fix it, and it's quite difficult, but they manage it, and then and then they, they do. And it gets colder again, Lan wakes up, Mail's like, Lan, wake the fuck up! He wakes up, and he, he puts some battle chips in the pet, and Mega Man wins. But there's something different about this. No, it's the next episode. Never mind. He does just win. I was going to do the sword thing, but that's next time. And then... yeah, So, yeah, because that's that's what... The, the, the thing that flips it for them is Sharkman saves uh, the kids from a... Like a big virus. Yeah. Um, and he's about to get hit... Mega Man's about to get hit by the triple flame tower attack yeah and then lan pulls his old trick and replace and does a replacement jutsu with some mini bombs yep and he cancels the flame towers and, and everything's all right and then he does the big samurai cut with the wide sword chip and uh as you mentioned before uh torchman logs out Yep, gets cut in half and then logs out and Fireman's like, ugh, you've... Sorry, the Mr. Match even is like, 
you've gotten stronger. Ugh. But then, you know, Lance has won. But then on his way out of the stadium, while everyone's like, Lan, you're so great. Uh, they bump into George, who's like, actually, you suck. And they're so all like, true. what the hell? <laughs> oh, and that thing that I mentioned earlier as well happens where in between A-plots, uh, Woodman fights Number Man and does exactly one thing and completely destroys him to establish <laughs> that, you know, Sal, she's she's serious business. We have a point of trivia. Oh, yeah? This episode reuses footage from The Yoga Warrior, where Chad uses a normal Navi to beat a Gutsman-shaped normal Navi. Oh, is that what that was? I remember yeah. that. I remember that because, uh, yeah, the, the, when they're drawing the all the solar power away, there's, like, footage of another fight that gets cut off. So I guess that's what that was. Fair enough. This concludes the trivia for episode 13. I can't believe the fucking trivia section missed the Guess a Robo thing. I was like, that that stuck out to me so much, and they didn't even... Man. <laughs> I don't even know what Get a Robo is. It's just, it, that's just that. It's just a robot. It's, I it's, hardly it's know quite her. famous. Well, there you go. Street Fight is the 14th episode of Mega Man Anti-Warrior anime series. It is called Street Fight in both dubs. It starts with a it starts with a cold open where where Midori is like doing the intro for all the cool stuff that's going to happen today, and then she's like, "Let me hear you scream," and she's like, "Can't hear anyone screaming because there's nobody here. It's a day off." I thought that was really funny. I actually have a normal sized summary for this one. Okay, it's time to party. Lan and the gang did so well in their first week in the N1 Grand Prix that Yaya invites everyone to a fancy restaurant to celebrate. But when our heroes get to the restaurant, someone is sitting at the table reserved for Yaya's family. It's Chad! Pompous and condescending, it doesn't take long before he insults Yaya's family, as well as Lan's net-battling skills. Lan, defending his and Yaya's honor, follows Chad out of the restaurant and into the night, where he challenges him to a net-battle. But just as the battle begins, World 3 unleashes a horde of viruses programmed to delete both Mega Man and Chod's NetNavi Proto-Man. So, like, I, so this is my favorite of these episodes, and I liked all of these episodes, I think, more mm-hmm. or less. Uh, this episode is, like, it's really funny, it has cool fights, and, like, it just, it's, it's basically everything that I want this show to yeah, be. Yeah, this, this is definitely the standout here, I think. It's so so yeah. It has this cold open where Midorikawa she's like uh, getting everyone hyped, but there's nobody actually there. And then also Higsby is there, and she's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm also a commentator now." And she's like, "Oh, sweet," <laughs> which it's I thought was pretty business good. Business cards. Mine has a little frog on it. Uh, Doctor Wiley turns is like, "There's too many fucking navvies in this tournament," which is like. Yeah, come on, man. There's, uh, there are probably just, exactly as many as they said they were going to be. Just wait another day and there will be less. It's easy. <laughs> the, the, uh, and they mention that they're looking for the ultimate program, which comes up again at the end of this episode. I, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. Is that meant to be, like, the life virus or something? I don't know. Whatever. I assume that Mega Man is a secret special robot. Well, he's a guy. has, like... He's a he's a that's a human consciousness is the is the thing about Mega Man EXE. Well, maybe that's the ultimate program. Maybe maybe the the ultimate program is man. 
Maybe he is just extra good at, like, adapting to situations. Maybe. That seems like a Mega Man style thing. Like, they always say in X that, like, the reason that X is different is because he worries. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, anyway. He's compassionate. Uh, yeah, so uh, after that, we cut to Lan's house. He's got an email from his dad, which tees up uh, program advances, which are a mechanic in the game. Where, which, you know, the show knows how cool they are, so that it's right. Like, the program advances are very cool. You use three different chips, which seem, like, vaguely associated, and they upgrade into something related, but, like, much greater than the sum of its parts. So, Lan doesn't know this yet. He, he just gets a longsword chip to go with the sword and wide sword chips he's been using so much already. He's like, oh, I already have all of these sword chips. And his dad, who he desperately wants to say, I love you, son, just says use this as part of a scheme and he's like i don't know what that means whatever i'm sure it'll come in handy at the end of this episode and it does it does and then he accosts sal while she's doing a flower delivery run Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he's like Woodman's, like, really strong, isn't he? And she's like, nah, probably not. Higsby was just, like, he hadn't slept very well that day or something. And Lan's like, I'm pretty sure you saved us when Count Zap attacked us at Yai's place. And she's like, who knows? (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. Who can say? And then she's like, anyway, I have to go now. And she gets into her van starts driving it and is immediately scared by Miyuki sat in the passenger seat saying ominous <laughs> shit. She's like, what the hell are you doing here? She loses control of the van. They start talking about whatever work they have to do and then Commander Beef <laughs> explodes from the flowers in the back and she loses it again. This is the, my favorite moment. Yeah, it was so, but so also, good. Also, she asks, like, when did you get in here? And she says, earlier. Anyway. <laughs> and, yeah. and then when like uh <laughs> when she like nearly she nearly crashes the van because of commander beef exploding from inside the flowers and he's like he's like you know please drive more carefully and she's like what the hell are you talking about and he's like he's basically like silence and like projects orders from a like a projector in his helmet onto the windscreen it just oh it's so funny i thought this was really really funny it is I like these characters. I really like these characters. I like these characters more than the main cast. <laughs> I think that is, yeah. I, I like these characters more than the main cast, but I think they work well not as the primary focus of the story. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they go to the fancy restaurant, and their teacher is there too, and so are the two horny guys that are always after the teacher. <laughs> that is uh, Masa and... Higsby. Higsby, who Masa keeps misremembering or missaying his name. Yeah, Masa's thing is he says, like, he does that, like, syllable replacement word Mm -hmm. mistake thing that is very popular in in Japanese media, which doesn't really work in English. (laughs) Higsby. It's like his surname or something. He says it so it's like a... I don't know. Because he, he, he does it the same with uh, with Chord. He calls him like... Something that sounds like Eugene that yeah. means space alien. Yeah. Thank you, translator's note. Yeah. Shout out to 
Shout out to fan service. If only I could figure out what Keikaku meant. <laughs> they go to the fancy restaurant. They run into Chad, and he is just an asshole to them. And Lan chases him down the street to start shit. Yeah. And they there's more traffic jokes as Lan just walks out into the middle of traffic. <laughs> And like a bunch of cars, nearly run him down. He's like, wow, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I guess Tokyo just works on... Fucking fake Tokyo just works on GTA rules, where if you walk into the road, the car's just like, look, the light's green, I'm going to plow you down. <laughs> um, and then they battle. They net battle. They have a duel. Um, they try to go like sword for sword, and it doesn't really seem to work out too well in Mega Man's favor. Yeah, Proto Man is a little bit too good at sword. Yeah. But Mega Man has two sword. Which, yeah, so two sword lets him keep up. And then, oh yeah, so the thing much earlier in this episode, when Dr. Wily was complaining about there being too many navvies about in the, in the tournament, these two shadowy figures showed up and said, don't worry, we'll handle it. And then while they're fighting, Jeopardy comes turns up because like really cool is that to to net battle in the street they jack into because they're on opposite sides of the street because Lan like he tries to get in Chord's way and he walks out into the middle of the road and so he runs to the other side of the road so they're on opposite sides of the road when they're like street net battling so they jack into like opposite traffic lights and their fight is projected in all of the city screens which is it's just really cool I think that's really really cool yeah. Just instantly, every big screen within, like, three blocks is just this fight. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you know, Mega Man is in the ones on, like, one side of the street, and Proto Man is in the ones on the other side of the street, and they, like, jump between them, and it, like, it's just, it's just like, a really cool visual set piece. It makes yeah. this episode really memorable, and, you know, it, in additional ways to the ways that we've talked about already. And then, but yeah, then these two shadowy figures who we find out are Stone Man and I believe Bomb Man. Uh, I don't know. Stone Man's EXE design is so funny. He's fucking massive. <laughs> he's very big. I think he's one of those enemies who when you fight him in the games, like each of his arms takes up a whole tile. <clears throat> He doesn't look like one guy. Yeah. <coughs> His body is multiple big CGI blocks in the in the cartoon. And he's like really really square. Like he's very very like mm-hmm. long flat edges. Now that you mention it, I guess it, that other guy does look like Bomb Man cuz he's got like a mohawk. And like I I I thought it might be Punk because there's a character called punk in the games that I remember, but when they zoomed up on him at the end of this episode, he has like a badge which looks like an explosion, so I was like, oh, that's Bomb Man. Yeah, that tracks. Anyway, they send a bunch of viruses into the city square and start blowing up the TV screens, and Mega Man and Proto Man have to band together and to fight the viruses off. Proto Man's much better at it because it's his job, and Mega Man's weak at a third-rate net navvy. And then... He's just a burden. Exactly. Lan is like, oh, well, two sword. Okay, sword good. Two sword better. Three sword? 
Yeah, Hillel's like, what do you mean? I, I can't use a third sword. And then Mega Man gets electrocuted again. He's like, God damn it. Throws caution to the wind and plugs in a third sword. And then it turns into a... The two swords become a big pillar of light that defeat the enemy and then disappear. That was pretty disappointing. I, I mean, it was like, it was cool, but mm-hmm. it's meant to be a... like, and it, and it is the shape of a sword. But he doesn't. He doesn't swing it. He doesn't wield it. It just. It doesn't actually like turn into a sword. It's just. I guess it, it does. It's not finished, right? Like yeah. that's something. That's something I wasn't expecting because that is just how you make the life sword program advance in the games, and it does just just fuck stuff up. But Higsby uh, shows up afterward to say, "Hey, you almost did a cool thing." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then they decide we'll finish this. We'll pick us up where we left off in the ring. Hell yeah. Uh, and part ways. One thing I noticed in this episode is I, I can't tell if it undermines or supports like Chord's sort of haughty I'm better than everyone else because he's so underdressed for the restaurant that they're in. <laughs> He's just the same outfit. Yeah. With the like cut like the camo pants and like Yeah. I I mean I guess it I guess it helps communicate that he's like above it, even though mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yai, who's very rich, is like dressed up for it and he's above even her in the sort of social hierarchy, but like it looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's working. Um, also, he's, it turns out his dad's rich. Not it's not it's not just because he's in the Secret Service. Also, his dad is like a fucking. But unlike Yai, his dad makes hardware, as opposed to video games. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, you can tell he's a bad guy because he thinks Capcom games are bad. <laughs> All I'm saying is that Chad has white hair, and you know who else has white hair and works in hardware. Dr. Wiley. <laughs> that would be quite the plot twist. Um, no trivia. Oh, there is trivia. I have a piece of trivia for you. Yeah, let's go. Lan receives the longsword battle chip. Is that, that's the whole trivia. Point. That's the trivia. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of chip watch, these episodes featured yet another example of land plugs in area grab and it's not really clear what it does. I guess it makes Mega Man teleport. That's not what area grab does. Okay. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's what it does. I mean, you like can't, you can't translate it perfectly, but it doesn't seem like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Why would you put it in there? (laughs) (sighs) Well, that's episode 14. It's really good. I like this show. As a teaser for next time, uh, we get... Oh, I clicked something I shouldn't. Next time on Rush Jet Radio will be... Hmm. We might have to make a judgment call here. Uh Uh Uh-huh. So we have... 
Oh, is there a two-parter uh, at the end of our... There's a, the first part... So, first off, we'll have Legendary Program Advance, then the solo net navvies, Something's Fishy with Commander Beef, and then Evil Empress Roll, part one. That does sound pretty good. <laughs> so do we do three or five next time? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Four isn't a huge undertaking for me, so I'm sorry, like I'm happy to do five, but if you'd rather do three, we can do three. Let's do five. Let's let's try five. If five See turns out, because I think this is almost definitely going to happen again. So let's trial five and see what happens. See what happens. If it's too much, it's too much. Um, you can send us questions or just Russian- general emails. That's also true. To radio at gmail.com. But if somebody wanted to do something different, not send anything, but just receive information from the internet, from you, where would they go for that? Oh, I guess we didn't get any emails this time. (laughs) We didn't get any emails. If you wanted to receive information (laughs) on the internet from me... You could go to twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace, and that's where I transmit that for you to receive it. That would be my network transmission. Ooh. <laughs> well, you can see my Mega Man over on Twitter <laughs> at neither Nora. <laughs> and you can find tweets from both or neither of us at twitter.com slash Radio where we Are tweet- there? Any tweets on the Rush Jet account that are from neither of us? It was It's like a deniability thing. If any of them are really oh. bad, we can both disavow them. <laughs> Rush, it, Rush tweets, some of them. <laughs> it was a virus. Some, some tweets are from Curly, some tweets are from Nora, some tweets are from Rush. We can't control Rush. No one can. Exactly. Um... Oh, the Patreon. The Patreon. You the got export- a, you're doing a podcast for that now, right? We're doing a podcast. Uh, we're doing two, but one of them has been minorly delayed. Um, patrons of the $5 tier over at exportodd.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio will gain access to Godzilla's Not Dead, a monthly... eventually monthly... A Godzilla podcast <laughs> where Autumn and I watch Godzilla movies. Uh, the second episode will be a little bit late, (laughs) 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 but it's fine. Um, okay. (laughs) But also starting on August 3rd, uh, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on release day, uh, I'm starting back to the arc, a Marble Hornets podcast with Olivia. That one is also patron-exclusive, but that's for all patrons. And that'll be fast-paced, many uploads. Uh, I th- we're shooting for two a week. Jesus. And uh, they're, they're short episodes. We're watching one episode of Marvel Hornets, and we're talking about one episode of Marvel Hornets. Sometimes Marvel Hornets is 11 seconds long. So I see right. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, you can talk about 11 seconds of video for quite some time. <laughs> I've been on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I there's lots of you know ways you can do that. Um 
It's it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Well, I I back at that tier, so I will listen to that podcast. I guess we have, I think, six weeks of episodes already recorded. So exciting. Yeah. Are any of them eleven seconds long? All of them are more than that because the intro <laughs> is longer than eleven seconds. I see. I see. Uh. Anyway. Um. Curly, do you know what I want to do for the next few weeks? Is it Delito? Delete! <laughs>